today we we want to share that it is a time to remember uh, we're going to just share briefly today we won't be before you long at all uh, Luke's gospel in chapter 22 we'll look in verses 14 through 18 and in these verses we'll see a time to remember now, some of you listening whether here or on Facebook some of you you can remember many restless times in our country some of you can remember other epidemics that's that we faced while there are those of you who remember wars that we have fought you've lived if you've lived during the times of wars and epidemics you you know that they have lasted or they have left a lasting impression what I mean is that what you went through, you will never forget. And as we are facing what we're facing with this pandemic, it is, it is global. And there may become a time when we will forget its name. There may become a time when we forget what year it took place. But we won't forget this pandemic. Living through this, it is going to be etched in our minds that we will always remember the effects that it's had on our community, on our county, on our state, on our nation, and what it, the impact it's had on the world as we know it. I'm sure that if we talk, that we will talk about this for years to come to where even our children who don't understand what's going on at some point in their lives they're going to remember what we're talking about uh, I, I'm gonna go as far as to say that at some point as they rewrite history and rewrite the history books at some point this will go into the history books and kids in the future will learn about this. Well, when we think about this, when we think about this pandemic and all that we're going to remember of it, I, I can't imagine when Jesus instituted the Lord's Supper that he, when he told his disciples to do this in remembrance of me with the supper and the events that would take place later and the effects that it would have on these disciples that that Jesus knew that they would never forget the supper. They would never forget the events that took place afterwards. So my question would be, could Jesus have been meaning to that for those who come after you, don't let them forget? I can imagine being sit, just sitting there around that table and he, see, watching Jesus break the bread and watching him pass the cup and he blessing the bread and he passing the cup and the feeling that was in the room that evening. You know, we walk around and we know there's some feeling in the air. There's something that's taking place. We're not sure and it's, it's a time of uneasiness. And I imagine that night they could sense the uneasiness of the time. They had no idea what was about to take place, but they, they knew that something was going to happen. And, and then Jesus says, do this in remembrance of me. They couldn't forget. So could Jesus have been meaning, don't let others forget. Don't let those who come behind you forget. 
Well, I'm not sure that I can say with certainty, certainty this is what Jesus meant. But what we do know is that no matter what they faced, no matter what the early church went through, they remembered. They not only remembered the events, they shared the events. But they didn't just share the events and remember the events, but they recorded the events so that you and I would know about these events. In spite of all the difficulty the early church faced, they never forgot. They never forgot that Jesus gave his body. They never forgot that Jesus gave his blood so that they could be forgiven of their sins. And that they could be saved from the penalty of their sins. And we're, we're getting closer to Easter. And, and we're on this track of preaching messages that, that lead us to the cross. And lead us to the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And here is an account that I just thought that we should just take time today. And just focus on a time to remember. While Easter is our holiday of hope. Hope that life doesn't end with the grave. I want to remind us that even in the midst of everything that we're facing, it's still a time to remember. The passage here in Luke's gospel in chapter 22, verses 14 through 18, the Bible says, When the hour had come, he sat down and the twelve apostles with him. Then he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. This is God's holy word for God's people in this time. Pray with us. God, as we do come before you, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that we can remember a time like this. That God, no matter what we're facing in this world, that we can remember all that you've done for us. That God, that our focus should not be on on the pandemic but our focus should be on you and if our focus is on you we we will be in light and encouragement to this world we'll be ministers that that go out and help those who are in need so god i pray that this be a time that we always remember that we remember what you have done for us and now god that we go out and do what we can for you so now god you be with us in these next few moments we pray, God, that you're glorified in all that's said and done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, as we approach this passage, we, what we do know right now is that the Passover meal has been prepared. Jesus and his disciples had sat down for the Lord's Supper. And when we think about this time to remember, I, I want us to know, remember what this message or what the Lord's Supper itself is tied to. It's, as we look at this passage, we see that the Lord's Supper is tied to the Lord's death. The Lord tells his disciples in verse 15 that before he suffers, 
He wanted to eat the Passover with them. In verse 16, he shares with him that he would no longer eat of it until it's fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And then in verse 18, he shares that he will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. So it's obvious in these statements that the Passover and the Lord's Supper is tied to the death of Jesus Christ. Actually, his death is what the Lord's Supper is all about. And as a matter of fact, his death is the fulfillment of the Passover. I, I understand these are two different events, but, but in his death we see, we see the tie of the Lord's Supper and the Passover. The Passover was instituted as, as part of God's liberating Israel from, Egypt, from the bondage of Egypt. We find that through Moses, God ordered each family within the children of Israel to kill a lamb, and uh, one without spot, one without blemish. And, and whether it was one family or two families coming together, they were to eat all of the lamb. But the blood of that lamb was not to be eaten. The blood of the lamb was to be, was to be marked across the doorpost and the lintel. So that when, when the death angel came that night, that he, if he saw the blood, he would pass by. And if he passed by, we were safe and secure. However, if the blood was not seen, the firstborn of every family that night would, uh, every family in the home would die. Here, this, this supper is tied to Jesus' death in that, the, in the fullness of time. When the blood of bulls and goats and sheep would no longer suffice, that God sent his only begotten son to be the sufficient sacrifice for the sin of the world. John 1 and 29, John the Baptist, he declares, Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So when the, when the right time came, God sent his son. And his son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, he, he shed his blood and gave his body as a sacrifice for our sins. And when we repent of our sin, and by faith we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, his blood is then not applied to the doorpost and the lentils, but it's applied to our lives. And when his blood is applied to our lives, we are saved from the penalty of sin. This means that death no longer has a sting and the grave no longer has victory. Oh, it's a wonderful thing to know that the grave has no victory over us. It's a wonderful thing to know that life doesn't end with the grave, but there is an eternal life to where we can spend in a joyous place, a, a heavenly place, a place where there be all peace, no more sickness, no more death, where a pandemic can affect us because we're here, we'll be there to worship the Lord for all eternity. Oh, we can be assured of this victory over the grave because the Lord's Supper is not only tied to his death, but it's tied to his promise. Now, Jesus' promise to his disciples is seen there in verses 16 and verse 18. For in 16, he says that he will no longer eat of the Passover until. Oh, I love that word there. It, it changes the... The, the direction of the sinners, he, where he said, I will no longer eat of it. He says, until, until 
is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. So he's not saying he won't eat of it, but he's saying there's coming a day when he will. Oh, what a promise that is to us. And he carries on the promise in verse 18 when he says he will not drink of the fruit of the vine until, again, there's, a, there's that change in direction here, but until the kingdom of God comes. Oh, what a promise there is. What is there is something great that we can look for, something we can hope in. Jesus is promising to celebrate the supper with his, with his followers in the future. The Bible teaches us that we who have by faith received Jesus as our Lord and Savior. We're going to sit down with him at the marriage supper of the Lamb to where we'll be able to feast with him. We'll be able to live with him. We'll be able to worship him for all eternity. Oh, what a wonderful day that will be. Warren Wearsby said, we live by God's promises, not by his explanations. I don't understand all of this. I don't understand how it's going to play out. But what I understand, it's going to happen because he's promised us it will happen. And oh, what a wonderful day it will be when we get to sit at that supper with him in his kingdom. You know, the, the hoppers recorded a song, The Marriage of the Lamb. And the words say that we're living in a dry and dusty land. Each day it's getting harder to cross this burning sand. Still I know there's cool, clear water up ahead where the dying soul of man shall soon be fed. And then he has spread the welcome table and I'll feast on heavenly manna. And my bread... New wedding garment I shall wear. And I cry, holy, holy. And I tell the redemption story. Praise the name of the one who's worthy. And I shout, hallelujah, glory. As we celebrate the marriage of the Lamb. Oh, I'm so glad to be part of the bride. It's <laughs> going to be married to the Lamb. And just as it's a celebration when a, a bride and groom today will come together at their, at their wedding supper and people rejoice for them. What a rejoicing that will be when we, the bride of Christ, are, are reunited with our, with our husband money. We are sitting down to feast with him. There won't be a divorce there. We'll be with him forever. Jesus is promising us a day. That in his father's kingdom, we're going to sit down with him and we're going to celebrate this Passover meal. Oh, this will be a time that we will remember. Because Jesus, he has fulfilled the Passover. His death is tied to it and the Lord's Supper. And we, when we by faith believe that Jesus the son of God has died for the sin of the world and God has raised him up on the third day then we can be assured the promise of being part of this marriage supper as I close out this message I want us to notice in verse 22 there is a warning there is a warning there. It says, and truly the son of man goes as it has been determined, but woe to that man by whom he is betrayed. Woe to that man. The word woe, it means wrath and sorrow, anger and pity. It's a heart rendering pronouncement of judgment. In other words, judgment is sure, was sure to come on Judas. Judas. 
and it broke the heart of God. I want to appeal to you who don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. This is a supper that's only for those who by faith receive Jesus as his or her personal Savior. And whenever this supper is offered and you don't receive this supper, it's your testimony that you don't know Jesus as your Savior. And it breaks the heart of our Lord. It breaks the heart of our God. For Jesus came to this sin-cursed world. He lived a sinless and obedient life. So that he who knew no sin would be the perfect sacrifice. To take upon the sin of the world. And by him doing this, we can receive the forgiveness of our sins. And for you who have not been saved, all you must do is acknowledge that you are a sinner. In need of a Savior. Believe that Jesus is God's only begotten Son. And the Savior of the world. Believe that he died for your, for your sin. Believe he was buried and he arose on the third day. To give you victory over death and the grave. If you will repent of your sin and confess Jesus as your personal Savior. According to scripture. You will be saved. So if or when this happens, trust me, it'll be a time that you remember. <laughs> you may not go through all the emotions in that moment, but I promise you the emotions will come. I, I believe the mistake has been that people are waiting for something to take place. I want to tell you all that's going to take place. That whenever God reveals to you that he is God. When he reveals to you that Jesus is his only begotten son. And that Jesus died for your sin. And that you need him as your savior. When he's revealed this to you. Make no mistake. The Holy Spirit is calling you to be saved. So if you believe and you confess... You shall be saved. And at some point, <laughs> if it's not in that moment, you can rest assured the emotions will come. They don't have to come at salvation. But you keep living for Jesus. You keep learning about his grace and his mercy. And all the emotions you're looking for, they will come. I want to encourage us today, those of us who've been saved, those of us who, who walk each day by faith, let's continue to remember. Let's not let this pandemic discourage us, but let's be reminded it's a time to remember. And for you who don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, it is a time. For you, remember, for you to remember your creator, it's a time for you to know that God is real. To know that his son died for you and that he loves you right where you're at and he's calling you. Would you come? Would you come? As we pray, God, we just thank you for what you've done in the hearts of those who are listening right now. We thank you for what you're doing and pray, God, that you would move and minister to 
hearts who are hurting, but God, also hearts who are far from you. God, I pray that you would move them to draw nigh unto you, for your salvation is near. God, I pray that they'll call out to you, what must I do to be saved? And that your spirit would direct them into following you. God, we thank you for what you've already done in this service today. And we pray that you're glorified in everything that we've tried to do. Now, God, we pray that you would, as you're ministering to those who are lost, if you're out there and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, would you pray this prayer with me? Would you pray that, God, I've been far from you. I failed you, and I see my need for a Savior. I believe Jesus came into this world. He fulfilled the Passover. He glorified you in his obedience. God, I believe he died for me. So, God, I call upon him to forgive me of my sins, to save me. God, I make Jesus my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. And God, now lead me. Help me to walk in your light. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Oh, if you prayed this prayer and you meant this prayer in your heart, well, why not call us? You can call here at Reedy Branch Baptist Church at 910-628-9117. Or call your pastor or a member of the church that you attend or most affiliated with and let them know that Jesus is now your Lord. He's now your Savior. Let us celebrate with you. Just send a message on Facebook. Send an email. Send a text. Send a call. Let someone celebrate this wonderful event. Would you? I pray that God blesses each and every one. Have a wonderful day.